Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors in New Mexico are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. My name is Matt Hensley, and I'm the pastor of Mayhill Baptist Church and the managing editor of Lifeway Pastors, and I'm joined by none other than Dr. Kyle Beerman, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of replanter development for the North American Mission Board. And so I think if I've done the math correctly, we've established that we now have 33 years of ministry experience, correct? I believe that's correct, yes. And do you know what I am certain about? What's that? We have still not figured it all oh, out. Oh, not, not by a long shot. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but we are glad you're tuning in to this episode sponsored by the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, the crown jewel of Southern Baptist Seminaries. I encourage you to check out Swibbits. .edu after the show. Again, that is swbts.edu after the show. And uh, as fans of Preaching Source, their blog and uh, ministries from their preaching ministry and, and uh, uh, professors and so forth, you can also check out preachingsource.org as well. Uh, yes. And I think you can get some great content on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, Kyle. That's, that sounds right. That's outstanding. It's yeah. a great, great resource. Highly recommend it. it I've sure, used it a lot. It sure is. They even invited me to write an article or two. So aside from In that case, articles, I no longer recommend some... preaching source. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a great school, and, and God is doing a great work there through Dr. Adam Greenway. And uh, we encourage you to continue to pray for him uh, and also check out some of the news and events happening all the time on Seminary Hill. Well, first, Kyle, how's the fam? Man, we're good. Um, so I think last time we shared, we uh, we were wrapping up Narnia the Musical, and my kids uh, enjoyed that so much, they turned around and they auditioned for uh, the next musical that Alamogordo Children's Musical Theater is doing, and that is Alice in Christmas Land, and they both got parts. So um, from now until, I believe, the weekend before Christmas, we are back in... Uh, the, full theater mode for my thespian children. And, and not only full theater mode, because of the content, you'll be able to be in full Christmas oh, mode yes. between now and then. Well, I, I mean, and, you have to be yeah, entering and, the second and, heaven or and, something. And Narnia, too. I mean, Narnia Narnia has, has a Christmas element to it as well. Uh, when Father yeah. Christmas shows up, because it's been always winter, never Christmas. And, and Father Christmas showed up and brought it back. There was a Christmas song. And, and yes, now they're in Alice in Christmas land. So, so full Christmas thespian mode for the next, what, four months or so. So it's true. Very, Between that and the fact very, that pumpkin spice latte is back, my fall is shaping up to be fin- fantastic. fantastic. And soon enough, the trifecta will be complete. You'll have the pumpkin spice latte. You'll have the Christmas, yep. and here pretty soon it has to be during the time of the return of the McCrib. Yes, yeah, usually around uh, first part of November or so. So, yeah, um, you know, so we are we are full in um, annual association and state convention meeting season, and right after that, soon after that, uh, begins uh, for me anyway Christmas season on November first, and, and usually around there McRib comes back. So. Yeah, this is it is the most wonderful time of the year, Matt. It's finally not seven million degrees down here in the desert. 
Um, yeah, so, only so about six million. But, yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's an improvement. It's an improvement. But uh, how, how about you guys? Are what are you? Yeah. Well, our uh, kids are doing good in school. Cadence is still marching in the band, and uh, they've got some competitions coming up. And uh, it still kind of blows my mind that a seventh grader is in the uh, high school marching band. But you know, it's I guess better that than Hasht- having hashtag like, rural ministry. Marching. That's yeah. <laughs> that's rural. So, that's rural but, life, man. We're alive, baby. But uh, but yeah, things are well. Rebecca's well. She's actually out right now uh, going over to a member's house to just uh, play cards and hang out with uh, one of our kind of borderline shut-ins. They're not able to get out a whole lot. And so she's going over there and and, uh, just hanging out for the day. And uh, so she's having a good time. And you and I just got back from the great city of Albuquerque. Yep. Uh, and I think I was the only person in New Mexico that did not know that President Trump was in town. <laughs> and uh, so so we got to manage some of the traffic and all of yep. that good stuff. But we had a good time in Albuquerque. It was good for me to get away. I had somebody build a pulpit for me. And uh, and, and we had a little joke in the office. We, we had our largest uh, offering ever uh, <laughs> that at least since I've been there. On a Sunday and that you did not preach. my secretary was very quick to say <laughs> – that Dennis is welcome to preach here anytime yeah. uh, that uh, money like that can come in. And uh, so we we were grateful for that. God is blessing us as a church. And uh, it was good for me to have a, uh, a day off after a very heavy uh, summer and yeah. uh, beginning of the school year. And so I was grateful to swing out, get a little drive and, and get a taste of Chick-fil-A. So that's yeah. always good, too. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So, so, so enough about us. Uh, before we dive into our topic today, uh, do you know what Dennis did this Sunday? What Dennis? Uh, so, so he's referring to Dennis Garcia, uh, church planning yeah. catalyst for the North American Mission Board here in New Mexico, and friend of the podcast, uh, two-time yeah. guest of the podcast. As a matter of fact, this is true. Um, and and I think a two-time preacher at our church. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, uh, let's that, see. that time will increase what? because of the uh, giving that Sunday. But, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so the last time, the last time he was in my office, he flipped my books around and, and mixed up different sets, put them out oh. of order, flipped books upside down, changed my curtains, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so this time he came bearing a gift and it was a bag of candy corn. Oh, well done, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah, so so I didn't have to kill him on spot, and I, I actually actually left let him. Good grief! I let him into my office, which I, I had said he was never going to be allowed in there again. <laughs> That's brave. Uh, but uh, but but more to the point, uh, he read from the C S B, the Christian Standard hey, Bible, in his sermon, and I was grateful for that. I, I'm not sure if that's his regular preaching Bible, but he did that for us since that's the uh, Bible version that our church uses. And uh, so we were grateful for him using a translation that is readable and accurate. And uh, and he did a great job preaching the word and I was convicted by it and our, our church really responded well. And uh, so we're grateful that he uh, chose, you know, maybe that was the reason that the giving was so high. He preached from uh, the Bible that Jesus used. Yeah, he preached from the uh, authorized so, so, yeah. CSB. That's absolutely, yeah. That yeah. I, I see no other reason that, that that would be the case. So, yeah, yeah. that has, yeah. has to be. And uh, he, he preached with a lot of, uh, shall we say, passion, which right. is a great hey. kind of transition into go. what our topic will be today. Chapter 4 
in our Replanting Rural Churches book that is out and available on Amazon. And uh, it is available at Lifeway if you go to Lifeway.com. And then in the search bar, switch it to Amazon and search for, <laughs> for replanting rural churches. You can find it there. And uh, we've been doing a, a series here every other week looking at some of those chapters. We're not just reading them, but kind of off-the-cuff remarks about what we are talking about in the chapter to maybe convince you to buy the book uh, because we are the parents of a sum total of six kids right. uh, between our two families. And that means the likelihood that we will pay for six uh, sets of braces and all of that good stuff. And so we want you to buy our book so that we can afford uh, that. But uh, we're talking about passion in a rural uh, church today. This is actually one of the chapters I believe I uh, wrote. Uh, Looking at it because it says I, Matt, that probably means that I wrote it. So I'm Uh, I'm not responsible for any of the content, no. I'm not responsible for any yeah. of the content in this chapter. <laughs> yeah, none, none whatsoever. But but I want to kick it off with, with really the story that I kicked off that chapter with, because when I was interviewing for Mayhill Baptist Church, uh, the, the, the search committee was talking about how, you know, we, you know, it's a great church, all of the, you know, the stuff that they normally say, but they were very honest and said, or at least from their perspective, said, we want to let you know with a young family, this may not be the town for you. There is nothing to do here. <laughs> and uh, and I think I wrote in the uh, the book uh, that, you know, as a dad of four daughters, there is no such thing as boring for me. They yeah. find stuff to do and trouble to get in, no matter where we're at, in the middle of Dallas or in the middle of May Hill. And so I was never going to be bored, uh, but there was going to be the challenge of coming to a town of 57 or you know, different numbers uh, show different things depending upon how you look at the city and so forth. But but we are in the absolute middle of nowhere. I, it takes me about 55 minutes to an hour to get down to you or yeah. to Walmart. Uh, it takes us about 30 minutes to get to any restaurant other than our own. And if we don't want to pay like $10 a gallon, we're going to drive 30 minutes to an hour, uh, it seems like, to get some gas uh, but uh, when when I first uh, searched for May Hill, New Mexico, I didn't see the Wikipedia page. I didn't see, you know, the church. I didn't see all of that kind of stuff. I saw uh, that we had a convenience store <laughs> that had been on the news multiple times. The FBI had raided it and all of this kind of stuff because of some racist remarks that were on his uh, windows, and he had one sign at one point that said, kill Obama in giant letters, and then in tiny letters at the bottom it said, care. Mm. And uh, that's what technically got him out of trouble. Uh, but aside from, you know, kind of checking out the latest signs that he would put up and and uh, driving here and there, there, there wasn't much to do here in May Hill, New Mexico, except, and here comes the Jesus juke, win souls for Jesus. And so I knew that I had my work cut out for me. I knew that this town needed some stuff. And one of the main things that I knew this town needed was some love and some faithful preaching of the word, some faithful preaching, uh, praying that we've considered, but also some love to love this place, to lay down some roots and to love on the folks. And so that's what we talked about in this chapter. And so, uh, Kyle, I know I wrote it. And so I'm the expert 
on having passion in a rural uh, <laughs> church, uh, sarcasm uh, font there. But what are some of your thoughts about really loving the church that you're in? Yeah, so in, in replanting, um, our, our four um, kind of pillars or, or the, the, the theme of replanting is preach, pray, love, and stay. Um, so obviously passion is is the love component of that. We just changed it to passion so that all of our P's um, lined up. Uh, but w- when you go into a church replant or church revitalization, uh, maybe one of the one of the things that's different from going into a, a fresh church plant is that you'll have existing members in a church. Now you may not have a lot of them. Um, and you may have a lot of members that, that have not been to church there in a long time, depending on how well the, uh, the church roles have been maintained. Um, but and some might be dead. Right, that's very true. And they've just never been taken <laughs> off the, the membership role. Yeah, no, that's, uh, or, or like when, when I got here and we still have some questions, um, but I mean, you may just have folks and, and like their, their names are in your, your file or whatever. Um, and you ask about them, oh, we, we, we really don't know. We don't know if they're alive. We don't know if they're dead. We, we, we just don't know. We don't have any contact information. They, they moved away or, or uh, we, we can't get in touch with them. But you have, you have existing church members. And most of the time in a church that is in a spot where it needs to be replanted or revitalized, uh, there is a decent amount of pain and hurt that has happened in that church. And so you are you are walking in as a new pastor, um, and, and will be shepherding, uh, oftentimes wounded sheep, and and wounded sheep who are probably a little bit slow to trust uh, the new shepherd, the, the new pastor, even though they've called them, and, and even though they'll love you, they, they're going to be slow to trust your uh, leadership, and and in a lot of ways for good reason because they've been wounded in the past, and one of the ways that you get through that is by letting them know, uh, not just in words, but through actions, that you love them, um, spending time with them. You know, like I know you said uh, your wife Rebecca is uh, over playing cards with a, with a lady right now. Um, some small ways that you can just go, you know, sit in their living rooms and, and, and talk to them about their, their lives, um, about their, their experiences in the church, their hurts in the church, learn about their families, um, you know, one of my favorite parts every week is on Wednesday mornings. Um, I have one of our deacons who comes in, and, and we 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 say it's for prayer, but really, we he comes in and we talk for about thirty minutes, and we do we spend some time in prayer. But I, I've loved just getting to know uh, him, getting a little bit of about his time in the Air Force. He's he's a veteran. He retired out of the Air Force in um, the the early nineteen eighties. Uh, spent time in Vietnam. Um, you know, getting to learn about his his wife and about his kids and some of the some of the joys they've experienced, some of the struggles they've experienced. Um, but it's just a time for, for me to connect with him and, and to let him know. You know, look, as, as your pastor, I I care about you. I love you. Um, I want to know want to know how you're feeling this week. You know, if you're um, he's he's in his uh, late seventies, and so some weeks he feels better than others. Uh, but but it's just a time to to get to know him and, and to connect with him and and that's what it takes to to show people that you love them is is spending time with them and in rural areas especially you get some really unique opportunities to do that um, you know whether that's uh, going out and you know I remember uh, in Clayton getting to go out and uh, spend some time with a family when they were uh, cutting and branding their 
uh, the, yes. their, their cattle yes. that year. And then, you know, we had lunch afterwards and just getting to go and, and spend time with them and their family around what, what, what in, was a big event in, in their lives. Um, and, and if you've ever been around cutting and branding, it's a, an, an event that you won't forget anytime soon either. <laughs> um, and, Ever. and so, you know, r- rural, rural ministry gives us uh, some unique opportunities to do that. Um, you know, so if we've already talked a little bit about in our praying episode about, you know, going and sometimes driving long distances to go see people in the hospital, you know, if you have the opportunity to take someone with you, um, to, to go in and spend time on the drive with and get to know them as well. Um, Matt, I, I'm curious. So, so you live in, you live in a unique spot up in the mountains yeah. with unique individuals. Now, every church is unique. Every church has has unique uh, people, but but you have uniquely unique people and situations <laughs> up there. So, so I'm curious. What is your um, what is your most unusual um, or or maybe favorite story about spending time with with some church members up on the mountain? Oh, man, this could be incriminating. And on two weeks before the one on, you know, ultimately staying in the church, I might want to withhold some of the most unique stories. Uh, but, uh, but, but that's why I said favorite. Share, that's why I said favorite. Let me at least share my favorite. And, and that was here recently. Uh, we have some members that, that they have 10 kids, uh, and, and not, not all 10 are at home anymore. Some have, uh, moved on. They still have quite a few in the home, uh, but he is a rancher uh, by night and by day. He works at PBT, which is our phone and internet service. And uh, his name is Mitch, and he has become one of my dearest and closest friends. And uh, we've been trying to get together. They they drive about an hour uh, to get here. And, and really, they would drive that to just about any church because of where they live. It's It's way out there. Uh, and so coming into town, you know, we'll, we'll get together for donuts or coffee in the morning. Occasionally I'll stop by his office and, and mess with his uh, computer quite a bit. Uh, if he's not in there, you know, things like that, we've got a fun relationship, but he invited us out to a cookout. Uh, but in order for me to eat, I was going to have to feed his cows. Now <laughs> I've done that one time before and it was a lot of work and and i'm going into it with that in mind and so i'm going into it thinking this is going to take hours and we all know that i get up at 2 30 in the morning so staying up late is not a normal thing for me and we get over there at you know i think it's like 5 30 or so and i'm like how on earth are we going to feed a bunch of cows because he had tons of cows how how are we going to feed them all get back and eat with as stinky as we're all going to be, because I'm still thinking about, you know, some true nitty gritty feeding cow, you know, history that I had. And so we jump in the truck and, and we drive out and suddenly he pulls up under this, what looks like a water tower and he gets out and, and I'm like, well, where'd he go? And I'm thinking we're about to go. And he said, you, you can wait here or whatever. Cause there's cows everywhere surrounding the truck. And I'm like, well, I can't get out anyway. And one of these is surely a bull, and I'm going to get killed. Uh, but what what he was doing, I didn't realize it, was loading this feeder on the top of the truck with uh, cake, and uh, what what they called cake, and it was some cow food uh, because right now we're not getting a whole lot of uh, rain, and so they have to feed them this. You know, it's a lot of nutrients and all that kind of stuff. And so then we take off, we start driving, 
And the next thing I hear is just this kind of god awful sound like metal scratching. And I'm like, well, when do we feed the cows? And he's like, well, I'm doing it right now. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm pressing the button. I said, what are you, what are you talking about? And he was pressing a button that would like scrape out, you know, from this little feeder, uh, almost like a, you know, those fertilizer things that you push over a yard. Yeah. It was like, you know, spreading it out. And then the cows were just running and galloping over there and they came to eat and we drove, you know, most of his ranch and, and just every so often he would press a little button and feed some more cow. And, <laughs> and then we would drive a little further. He'd press the button again. We checked some water and then we got back. I never had to leave the truck. Yeah. And uh, but but I will say that the very next week I preached at a uh, cowboy uh, camp. And so I, I am officially a cowboy because I fed some cow and uh, and then I got to preach at the uh, the cowboy camp. So that's my favorite story, because this is a family that loves us and we love dearly. Uh, their kids are great. Uh, you have something in common with them. They are uh, homeschooling their kids and uh, doing a great job with that. Uh, but he is fiercely uh, supportive and constantly praying for us and sending me notes about it. And so that was just a chance for me yeah. to be completely out of my comfort zone and also kind of surprised uh, that technology has apparently advanced in the last 10 years yeah. and made feeding cows a little simpler. <laughs> and I know there's a lot more work that goes into it, but that night we got to do it in about an hour we ate some, uh, actually, some of their cow for uh, dinner. We had some awesome. of the beef that they had uh, harvested before. And so uh, it was a good night. Uh, but there are some other unique stories uh, that will be in a book uh, probably after I am dead. It's going to be released <laughs> after my death. Yes, you have stories uh, you need to tell. Some of stories but... are amazing yep. because there's times that maybe the altitude here uh, causes some very um, odd uh, yep. things to occur, uh, you know, like preaching a funeral in front of a man's remains that were in a Yukon bold uh, coffee camp, yep. you know, stuff like that. Yep. That Those are some of my uh, my unique experiences. But I, I wanted to point out uh, back, back to the point, uh, instead of getting me in trouble with some unique stories here, because uh, that could be pretty easy. I, I want to point out something that is easy for us and especially easy for me as an introvert is our last two chapters were on preaching and praying. More often than not, that's happening where? That, that, that's a question, Kyle. Oh, that's happening where? Preaching and praying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where's that typically happening? When you're preparing to preach, praying, all of that, where, where's that happening? Oh, yeah, in, in your office or, or in, in your in, office. In, in, yeah, in a closet. So yeah, easy so, yeah. because those things are so important. We do need to pray. We do need to preach. We do need to spend the time to study our sermons and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but, man, if, if all of our emphasis is on those first two and we're not out with the people, uh, it, it's hard for me to think that your your preaching is going to accomplish right. a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, because it is a privilege to, to pastor and to shepherd uh, the bride of Christ. And if you're shepherding them, you ought to smell like them. You ought to be around them. Get your hands dirty uh with them and uh in in with that when you're around them and, and close enough to to sheep i mean we were close enough to the cow uh that you know they're bumping against the truck and there's dents on the truck you know that reminded me of kind of the the whole time that we're spending with sheep we yeah. need to be able to be bit you yeah, know there's right. there's times that we're going to be close enough to them that maybe they're going to hurt us 
Uh, and that's okay. That's part of being a, a shepherd. And, uh, and so, you know, you can handle some of those uh, bad days and you can handle them with love because you do love them yeah. and you're being vulnerable to be with them and to be among them and to take what you're preaching from the pulpit and what you're preparing in the study to go out and live, live that life with them and share yeah. some of the things that you're finding in the study with them on the ranch yeah, that's or across right. from them having tea at their house or, or things like that. And, uh, and I, I know we're running out of, of time, uh, but, but what are some other thoughts that you have before we wrap up? Yeah, I think the last thing that you said there is very important that um, we, we don't want to prayer and, and preparation for preaching are obviously important, um, but, but we don't want to neglect our people as we go about those things. And, and so one of the things that, that I read last year that really stuck with me was out of um, the book Rubicons of Revitalization by Mark Clifton and Kenneth Priest. And and in that, they just simply made the point that um, spending time with your people is part of your preparation to preach because as you get to know them and, and you connect with them on a personal level, that, that impacts the way you proclaim the truth of God's word to them. And cer- certainly as you get to know them, that will... Uh, that will impact the way you're able to pray for them, as you as you know, you know specific yeah. needs that are coming up. So um, yeah. none none of these things stand alone, um, and and it's important oh, yeah. that we don't that we don't neglect, um, you know. So so just like we would say, you know, it's important that you not neglect the study of God's word to to preach for spending time with your with your people all the time. You, you want to make sure you're not neglecting your people in preparation for for preaching. And, and there's a balance that, that's probably hard to find um, often and, and do well, but that's something that we, that we as pastors have, have the call um, to not just lock ourselves away in the study, as, as easy as that is week in and week out, but to be involved yeah. in our people's lives. Yeah. As, uh, as we wrap up, and then I'll let you do our, our outro and stuff, but I'll, I'm going to uh, hone in on some of the practical points for passion in a rural church, just to give this a practical little bow on the end. Uh, something simple that you guys can do uh, just as you go, just some simple ways that you can show you love uh, the people that you are serving. And, and first is is remember the birthdays, yep. uh, you know, likely in your membership role, you have people's birthdays, maybe even their anniversaries. Uh, but many people out here, uh, all we really get in our mailboxes are uh, advertisements or, you know, the next credit card offer. But But what a great thing when they can get a little note from you saying happy birthday or a phone call. Another one to remember, especially in a small town, is, is widows and widowers. Uh, these are those that, that have lost their, their spouse uh, and at that age maybe have also moved away from their kids and are lonely. Think about some of the holidays that, that you're around or you know maybe having a Valentine's Day dinner or something at the church, all kinds of things. Just we, we want to encourage you to not forget the widows and the widowers make a make a you know an emphasis on loving them and taking care of them and remembering them uh maybe even as simple as when it gets cold if you're in a place like us we're going to get down below zero consider going out and wrapping their uh, uh their pipes outside uh you know care for them in different ways another another one this is one that i wrote specifically for me in the book and that is smile uh i have resting Baptist face, you can give me a million dollars and I'm probably still going to scowl. I mean, that's just the face that I have. Uh, but but I even write in my sermon notes to remember 
just smile. You're preaching the word of God, and unless you're in something super serious and dealing with some major sin or something, you're probably preaching about the joy we have in Christ or the finished work of Christ and look like you're preaching it. You know, you're yeah. not preaching a, a funeral sermon. Preach with some passion. Have a smile on your face. Don't don't fake it, uh, but uh, but do your church a favor and at least look like you're having a joy and enjoying what you're doing up there in the pulpit. And then finally, mingle, mingle, mingle. Uh, this this is hard. We want to maybe mail that in and uh, just go and, and focus on preaching the word. But take some time before the service and for sure after the service to just visit. Don't have any agenda. Just be around them. Talk to them more than just how the weather is. Ask about the family. Ask, you know, just talk to them and spend some time with them. And, uh, and, and by all means, actually listen to them. You know, I, it's hard for me because sometimes I ask somebody, how are you doing? And I see the person behind them and I'm already ready in thinking about what I'm going to say to them and, and so forth that stop and listen to them, mingle, ask them, listen, and, uh, and get to know your folks. So Kyle, do all of our shenanigans at the end and, and we'll wrap this up. Yeah, well, we want to thank you for listening uh, today. We hope that it was an encouragement. Um, you can always uh, find us on social media at Facebook under our name, Not Another Baptist Podcast, on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast, uh, on our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Uh, and then, of course, you can find our book, Replanting Rural Churches, on Amazon. And uh, if you have not already, we would encourage you to check that out and then let us know uh, what you what you learned from it. If you enjoyed it, leave a five star review on Amazon. If not, email M Hensley. No, I'm just <laughs> wrong, um, wrong email. Oh, okay, yeah, Hensley M at Gmail. Oh, okay. Hey, he I, I would love to hear yeah. if you hate it, and uh, I will probably say that that was Kyle's chapter, probably. no matter what. Yeah. So, yeah. No refunds yeah. though. No no refunds because nope. they're, they're already in the Beerman and Hensley <laughs> College or Braces so. Fund or whatever. So, um, but until next time, uh, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Amen.